Hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Explode Your Expert Business Show. Today is episode 314, and uh, this is the podcast for experts, uh, coaches, speakers who want to grow their businesses while making an impact in the world. And uh, my name is Simone Vincenzi, and I'm your host. And uh, I've created this podcast to connect incredible experts um, sharing them the behind the scene of how they run their business, how they run their lives, because uh, we can all learn from each other. And that's what I believe. I believe in community. I believe that together we can achieve more than what we can do by ourselves. And this podcast is a, um, a project that we started because of this reason. So 314 episodes. Wow! Um, as I mentioned today, I have the one and only Lila Singh. And we are talking about establishing a strong personal brand to accelerate your business. Now, if you don't know Lila, she's an accomplished sales and finance professional uh, with a corporate career spanning over 25 years. TEDx speaker, founder of my brand, a personal brand and coaching consultancy, accredited as a coach, speaker, mentor, trainer and master practitioner of NLP. Like you name it, she has it. Um, she's the author of Success Redefined, How to Leverage Your Natural Talents to Be Limitless and co-author of the upcoming book, Stories of Truth and Triumphs. Um, in this uh, episode, we talk about uh, uh, the importance of establishing a strong personal brand, how uh, to establish your personal brand and Lila's methodology around it, and as well, um, how to establish really and leverage relationships to uh, close bigger sales, get bigger deals, get more clients. You will love the stories that Lila shares in this episode. So make sure you listen until the end. It's going to be uh, really well worth listening. Now, uh, today as well that we are releasing is a Black Friday. Woohoo! Happy Black Friday. Happy shopping. So we have a Black Friday deal. I've put together a training called 90 Days to Profit, which will help you have your most profitable 90 days in your business. Um, we are covering how to create your personal, your signature methodology, uh, how to create your high converting offer, how to launch it, how to establish partnerships. And uh, as part of the Black Friday deal, you also get a 30 minute session uh, where we are implementing where, with me, where we are looking to implement what you've learned. And then also a three hour masterclass that we are doing to guide you through the entire process on top of the uh, online resources you receive. Because we want to make sure that you implement everything. And that's for only $47. So make sure you get it right now. Um, the one to one sessions, they're limited to the first 20 people. Because, of course, I can't do a lot of them and in particular uh, my one-to-one -one prices are 20,000 a year so I decided to do this uh, to support people throughout this Black Friday as part of the offer but make sure you get it straight away and the, the um, uh, three hours masterclass is only valid for the first 50 people so make sure you get it right now uh, the link is uh, uh, in the show notes or you can go to Simone V so is S-I-M-O-N-E V uh, dot co forward slash 90 days so simone v s-i-m-o-n-e-v um, dot co forward slash 90 days 
Uh, if it's the first time you are part of, you listen to this podcast, make sure you subscribe and um, uh, uh, and also if you like the episode, then make sure you leave us a review. Subscri- subscribing and leaving a review really helps the show. So if you like the interview, uh, it will it will mean the world to me if you can do that. Now it's time to get started and uh, enjoy episode 314. Establish a strong personal brand and accelerate your business with Lila Singh. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Explode Your Expert Business Show. And today is another explosive episode with the one and only Lila Singh. How are you doing, Lila, today? Hi, Simone. I'm very well, thank you. Good to see you. Oh, that's brilliant. I'm glad to hear that uh, you're well. And uh, as I said like before, like you look incredibly fantastic gorgeous here today that like you really brought it for the interview i feel i feel really flattered i, I wish it, you, you you dressed up for me i know it's not the case but i i i <laughs> I, I i i think i feel really flattered anyway but now we're talking about personal branding so before we get it into the nuts and bolts uh, i what got you so passionate about personal branding what got me passionate about personal branding? I, I say it's it's really, you know, they say when you look back on things, you join the dots. And for me, I think that's where it really became clear for me that that is what I want to be doing because it aligns with my story. And if I look at um, the last twenty five years and how I've evolved and I've grown personally and professionally, that's what I realised was a big part of that that helped me. And so for me, I'm passionate about enabling other people to, to do the same, to achieve the same and to realize what is possible. So uh, tell us a bit more about your journey, because uh, like, it's not that uh, I'm assuming that it's not that one day you started and you said, I'm just going to do personal branding. Uh, I know you have a, a really interesting corporate career, actually, and you use the, your personal brand to achieve incredible success. So Tell me a bit more about the, your corporate journey. My corporate journey started about 25 years ago. Um, I know I look young, but hey. Uh, so when you were five, basically, yeah, is like... Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Great. Um, and so when I, I studied accountancy, I did my ACCA, and then I embarked on, on my finance career, an accountancy career. And back then I was the shy, timid, sort of quiet church mouse that just kept my head down and I worked really hard. Um, and I lacked confidence in myself. So I always looked around that everyone else is cleverer and smarter than me and, and you know, could do better. So I, I believe because it worked up until then that hard work and not alone would get me the success I wanted in my career. So that was my approach, that was my strategy. And then a few years in, I had um, my finance director who'd hired me. He was leaving the company and he came over to have a chat before he left. And he, he gave me a really good piece of advice, which was that he said to me, when we interviewed you, you talked about your career aspirations. And he said, I have no doubt you can achieve them. You've got the ability. He said, but you're going to struggle. Why? Because people don't know who you are. They don't know what you're about. They don't know what you do. They don't know your strengths. So my advice to you is that you need to, to speak up. You need to make yourself known because that is going to help you to achieve 
you know, the goals that you want in your career. And I sat with that and it totally made sense. But because I lacked the confidence, I didn't really know what to do with it. Um, and a year or so later, um, and I, I don't know really where this came from, if I'm honest, because um, I enjoyed the, the work that I was doing, but I just felt like there was something more to life. Yeah. And so I started exploring what I really enjoyed in terms of work, tasks, activities, that kind of thing. And long story short, I decided to change career. I took a 50% pay cut at the time um, when I was literally just buying my first house with a, a mortgage. Perfect, perfect moment to do that, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I've got a mortgage based on my accountancy salary. I'm now taking a 50% cut. My dad and my mom are like, what? What are you doing? Um, so I thought it'll work itself out. It'll be fine. Um, and decided I was going to pursue recruitment consultancy. So I went into recruitment, which if you imagine someone of my character at that time going into recruitment, which requires you to be cold calling, to going out and meeting finance directors, CFOs, et cetera, and, and you know, building those relationships. I stretched myself so, so far out of my comfort zone. But because I'd done it, I now, and I did the due diligence. It wasn't like on a whim at all. But I then found myself in a situation where on my first day, here's your desk, here's a list of companies, go call them and get some interviews for this guy, right? Mm -hmm. um, and, and I did it because I was there, right? I was like, I've got mortgage pay now. Um, and, you know, I just went along and I did my best. And over time, my confidence started to really grow. But again, I didn't really recognize this until later on. Um, and I was the highest biller in my first year, which surprised me because I was with a, a team of um, experienced people. But I think because my background was accountancy and I could have more meaningful conversations with the clients and with the candidates, I think that's what helped me. Um, whereas they didn't have that background. Anyway, two years on and um, did really well, really enjoyed it. And the market turned, I got made redundant. And I then was like, do I stay in recruitment? Do I go back to accountancy, which is kind of the safer option. Um, and then I got offered an opportunity at a company called Electronic Data Systems, which um at the time was the second largest it outsourcing company it outsourcing was becoming really huge around that time and um i i'd heard of the company because a number of my friends had actually gone through their graduate program in different areas yeah. um so i thought yeah this this looks really good no clear role no job description as such but it was my characteristics my the confidence that i had built it, that got me that job because they didn't have a, a, um, a job spec and my the stuff they were talking about that it would cover like high level I hadn't done any of it I had no experience um, but I knew if I'd gone there two years earlier I wouldn't have gotten a look in because I've been too quiet but they need yeah. to come in and create that change I have a, I have a few questions now based on uh, on your journey so far and uh, I want to go back actually uh, a moment mm -hmm. when you had that meeting with your manager Mm -hmm. uh, when she said, I have no doubt you can achieve all these goals. You got great career exploration, but you're going to struggle because no one knows you. Mm -hmm. And I guess that deep down you knew that already um, or you had that feeling. So how did it feel in that moment having that conversation with her? It was a, a mixture of, it was mixed emotions because I knew it was good advice. But I, like I said, I didn't know what to really do with it because I was, I was kind of scared. Cause I didn't speak up. I didn't make myself known. I just was like, kept a really low profile at work. Um, so I struggled with it. 
I did struggle. And a lot of like the decision to go into recruitment wasn't based on that at all. Maybe subconsciously it was, I don't know. But it, it's kind of, it's only, like I said, looking back as I moved along that I started to connect the mm -hmm. dots and, and see how things had evolved for me and helped me. Yeah, no, that, that makes perfect sense. And, uh, you know, kudos to you because uh, some people with that kind of conversation, like the kind of conversation can break some people because then they can buy into the fact of, oh, but this is who I am. And therefore, I'm always going to struggle. Like I cannot change uh, yeah. while you went through a process of transformation. Um, so now let's look at, because uh, I want to move into the, the, the person, the different pillars of your methodology in terms of personal branding. But before we get there, um, I want just to ask you, because it, I, I remember in some of the conversations that we had, you mentioned that actually your last job experience has had that corporate experience at a pivotal role in terms of you finding, like putting together what uh, like your branding system is and um that's how you applied it to in yourself yeah. like to to yeah. get known so can you give us a, like a, can you give me an example of like how building your personal brand in that corporate environment which i want to remind everyone because i know we have also this conversation you know having uh like women in tech is a <laughs> It is a kind of interesting debate <laughs> right now in our society. Yeah. And I know uh, you have spoken to some conference as well uh, around that. So how did your personal brand now help you in the last role, being a woman, being in tech? Okay, so in my last role, so my last role in tech, so when I joined EBS, um, I was there for 16 years because of Hewlett Packard acquired us. So I spent essentially 16 years at H, what it is now, Hewlett Packard Enterprise. Um, so for the last 10 years, I was a sales executive. And how did personal branding help me? Well, because so my biggest strength that I learned during that time was relationships and connection, which is a big mm. part of my, my framework now. It's about people realizing that. And for me, when I was younger, when I heard networking, the meaning I associated with it was like brown nosing. It's like, that's not my thing. Um, no, not interested. It's not for people who are genuine, authentic, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. fake or false. Um, but I'm naturally someone who, who just chats and I, I like to get to know people and so forth. So in, in the company, as I, as I was working, I built really strong relationships, but it wasn't necessarily intentional it's just because that's what I enjoy that's what I do but then I started to notice that when it came to the business that we were in for example I would have a really good reputation around that and people would then come back to me I built up a very strong reputation around both my work ethic um, my responsiveness but also that I was easy to work with mm. so I could get on the phone and have a chat and you know like weekends and all of that. But then when work needed to get done, work got done. You know, that was the difference. Whereas yeah. I can see there's a lot of people around me who didn't see the value of that. In fact, I had one guy I worked with who said blatantly that um, I'm not here to make friends. Um, I'm here to, to work. And if I need something from someone, then I'll ask them. And I, in my head, I was like, well, that's not going to work. Um, mm -hmm. I could every, because we were in sales, every every month end, 
was like a quarter end. It was like real full on to get all the deals in. And yeah. every month I had to call in favors to get documents signed and things. And every month I would have people in my team who I worked alongside coming to me to ask to call in the favors for them to get their deal signed because I had a lot of the relationships, if that makes sense. Yeah. Those kinds of things that I noticed. I also had one client, it was our biggest client who they were told to take the business away from us because we were too expensive. Um, and at a very high level, the two companies were gelling um, and they could have just done that and said, yes, fine. And, and we would have just seen it drop off. But the guy, the um, mechanic that picked up the phone to me told me about the conversation. Said, this is what we've been told we have to do. We don't want to do this. We want to work with you. We've worked with you for years. You know our business. You understand us. You're, you know, you're really responsive. You support us as a partner. This isn't just sales. Yeah, um, yeah. And these are the rates you've got to meet. Please, can you go and do something? I had to go and beg and plead to get close to those rates so we could retain that business. And I thought he didn't have to do that. The oh, easier yeah, option yeah. would have been to just move on. And we, between us, created that business case for him to take up so that they could work, continue to work with us. And those are the sort of things that for me show me what relationships are about. And even now, that particular client and some of my other clients still will come and like, we'll go meet for coffee or there's a group of them who will come down to where I live. They'll get on the tube and come down and meet me to go out for a curry locally. That's, and I'm like, wow, that, that's just cool. That's powerful. That, that's cool. I agree with you. That's cool. That's powerful. And uh, I, I want to know as well, like I asked you before, like, how yeah. did you feel when you had that conversation with your manager? Um, now I want to ask you, like, how did you feel where, when you had some of the situation where like this client called you up and said, you know, we want to work with you because of you, because you treated us well all these years. Mm. How did you feel in that moment? A sense of pride, a sense of I'm, I'm showing up as my best self in my job because I have very high standards. I have very high expectations of people around me, which not, isn't necessarily a, good, a positive thing. It can cause frustration, of course. Um, but from a work perspective, that's why I loved what I did, because you were responsible for your own portfolio. So I could put my all into it, but I would also see the results from that. Yeah. Um, and it also, it showed me how far I'd come from being that shy person who would never have been able, you know, my sales director would push me to go. He, he said at one point, your job is to go and schmooze with all your clients. And I'm like, I've got work to do, like real work. He's like, do that tonight when, you know, when you get home, just they love you. They, you know, go talk to them and get, you get on with them. I even had a, a competitor recommend we, so they had the competitor and us and the client, they are, they told the client to go work with me on a particular deal. Wow. Right? And they said, please take the business to me because me, not the, not HP's as such, uh -huh. because it was so problematic and they knew that I would get it done. And it's interesting, just reminded me actually, when I first started out at EDS, um, my boss at the time, he said, um, he, he goes, I've oh, so-and-so called you a Rottweiler, right? I got really upset. I was like, how dare he? And I was like, really, really upset about it. Mm -hmm. And he's like, well, it's a compliment. I'm like, how? And he said, because he was, the guy was saying that, oh, she's a Rottweiler. She doesn't let go. She does not give up. She just, uh, tenacity is the word really. Yes. If you just keep going and going and going until you get a result, till you get something done. 
Um, and, and that's what I continue to see as a, as a pattern, I guess, that I had. And that's what got you also to start your business and be and be where you are right now. So um, I love uh, in the first part of the interview, always exploring uh, the stories of uh, the guests that I have on the show, because there is so much to learn um, on top of the frameworks and the strategies that we discuss. There is just so much to learn from the experience and hearing from experiences of others. I have learned so much about already about the power of relationship how strong relationship can actually be more powerful than a, a deal or a company can really make decisions in companies on multi-million pound deals and so on. So uh, definitely a lot to learn. Now let's look at your framework. Let's look at your framework. I know you have a, a framework that you have built to help your clients with their personal brand. So let's look at the, the, the elements of the framework. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so within the framework, it's called the Unique Personal Brand Blueprint. And essentially, I've identified six pillars, which are the core pillars that I believe we need to master to really have a strong personal brand. And this is different from what you hear a lot of people talk about when they say personal branding, because the majority of people refer to your online presence, your LinkedIn profile, and so forth. Um, For me, the blueprint comes first, because this is about you as an individual how you show up as a person. And so we look at the, the, the six pillars and they all begin with the letter C. So the first one is clarity. And that's the bit that makes people really uncomfortable because it's about introspection, looking at yourself and really getting to understand who you are, what you stand for, what you want to be known for. So your values, your beliefs, things that are non-negotiable for you, which means that when you show up, you're your true authentic self. You're not trying to put on a front to necessarily fit in. You adapt, of course, which is different, um, but you're aligned in who you are. So when you come to, for example, creating your LinkedIn profile, that is aligned to who you are in person. Yeah. That's the first one. The second one is confidence. And that's all about mindset. Why is that important? It's important because a lot of people feel that they just want tools and strategies and off they go, the practical stuff. But actually, my belief is that your mindset is the biggest thing that can hold you back from moving forward mm-hmm. if you you don't have that optimal mindset. And that's really about working at building that and habitual, you know, activities to just keep building self-awareness. That's a really big part of it. Yeah. And then the third is um, Captivate. Captivate is all about presence. Many people believe communication is all about what we say, the words that we use, but that's, as, um, as you know, Samantha, it's, it's 7%. So, 93% is, is nonverbal, and that's what we look at in presence about how you show up and make a really compelling impression before you've even opened your mouth to say something. And then the next one's communicate, which is the 7%. So that's looking at, for example, presenting in a, when you're in a meeting, when you walk into your office, et cetera, et cetera, whether it's um, online or offline. So how you communicate effectively yeah. in a compelling and engaging way. And the fifth one is connect. And connect is all about relationships. So building connection, how to do it, why it's important, and particularly about the importance of building a circle of advocates around you, people who've got your back, people who are your supporters. Um, Because that, again, can make all the difference. You know, if you're looking for a job or you're growing your business, whichever it is. Um, And then the final one is cultivate. And that's about cultivating leadership, both for yourself, so your personal leadership, being able to show up as a leader in your own right and having the ability to influence your outcomes 
And then by virtue of doing that, you have people who want to, um, for example, follow you um, yeah. you to lead them or because you inspire them. You know, you have a voice, you have an opinion um, and you can bring those people up with you. So that that's the, the- I absolutely love it. Let's do a quick recap of the six one, like all the six C's. So number one is clarity, the self-reflection. Number two is confidence, which is mindset. Captivate, which is presence. Communicate, which is what it says on the tin. Connect, which is relationships and cultivating leadership. Uh, it is brilliant how comprehensive it is. Uh, so I was when I was listening, I was like, yeah, tick, 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 tick. It ticks all the boxes because. I agree with you. Um, we do a lot of things as part of the Profile Builder. You're also one of our coaches uh, in the Profile Builder. Is uh, more about uh, you know your external profile. Yeah. Uh, we don't do that part of the inner work. It's more about how do you get featured on publications? How do you get featured on media? How do you get on uh, on TV? How do you get on speaking engagements? But you, you're right. Without the strong sense of self and knowing who you are, knowing how you want to show up, then even doing those, all those activities, it becomes more difficult. Mm. But most of the time we tend to work with people that have already gone through a process most of the time of self-discovery because then it means that they can show up in, their, in the best way on media. But you're doing the work, which is the inner work to mm -hmm. get them ready to then show up in the best version of their self and being confident in who they are. And, you know, a lot of people, they want the accolades. <laughs> they want mm -hmm. the shiny things. I want to be featured there. I want to be seen there. I want this position. I want to be the, 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 the senior manager. I want to be the CEO, but they're not willing to do the inner work because uh, really? it can be tough. Mm -hmm. can be tough as you mentioned right? the clarity the clarity part can be uncomfortable so we, with the six c's is there one that you would like to explore in particular in this interview for the um, next 10 minutes that we have yeah we could do that i'd say maybe the mindset mindset one. say the confidence mm, let's look at the mindset one yes the con <laughs> so crucial i mean I, I remember man even like when i started everything that was holding me back was the mindset. What's the confidence of will people, well, first of all, it was, will people understand what I have to say? Because my English wasn't that great, <laughs> but <laughs> then uh, there was a huge, huge imposter syndrome that I had because uh, I, I mentioned, I started my coaching business at 22 and the people that were sold me the, the course in life coaching, they didn't mention that people will not, <laughs> by life coaching from a 22 year old for obvious reason. So I found myself actually being questioned all the time and that gave me a big knock on my confidence. So let's talk about, let's talk about the mindset side. Where, where does someone start if they want to work on this part? Where does someone start? I think when it comes to mindset, it's really, it, it, for me, it's all about self-awareness. So it's almost just starting with that self-reflection every day so looking at simple scenarios that happen throughout the day and how you respond to them and then being objective with yourself as to okay what could I have done differently in that situation to have gotten a different outcome so if something's happened and it's gone badly it's about looking at ourselves because I I, I used this analogy this morning with a client um you've got 
the the victim of circumstance and you've got the master of, of your life right uh, how you lead your life yeah and it, it's a little bit harsh right in an extreme but you know when you look at if you, you nlp and the language people use the language is typically can be well everything is the responsibility of things outside of me that's outside of my control so you've got for example the weather the government the economy brexit covid whatever right all those things that's got me into this situation so i'm placing blame outside of me yeah. and i'm taking no responsibility for myself and then the other extreme of that is you're a master of your life so i talked earlier about the the, the cultivating leadership personal leadership mm-hmm. it's about taking responsibility so actually take a step back and say well what can i actually influence how much of this is down to me yeah you know even interactions with other people the energy that you bring to that the way that you show up can or will directly influence the outcome of that experience with that person whether it's working with them having a conversation with them trying to sell to them it's it's all coming from you and how you show up so that self-reflection and that awareness of how you're showing up can make such a huge difference and I think a lot of people go through life almost sleeping like they're not kind of conscious of how they're behaving and actually that their own actions their thoughts are creating the experiences that they have and so for me that's that's a really important starting point is to start and it's habitual it's checking in with yourself constantly um i use an example here of um when i this was about three years ago i was invited to speak at an event and it was a multi-speaker event it was a Saturday morning. I had to get there. I was speaking in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. I'd had a heavy week at work. You know, it was traipsing across London in the rain and the cold. And I felt underprepared. My hair got wet, so it went frizzy. Um, and I just felt like I looked like crap because I was really tired from the week. Mm-hmm. And I was sat at the back waiting to go up and speak. And as time got closer, I started to feel really anxious, really nervous. And because I've got that level of self-awareness, I was like, able to check in with myself. And so the conversation in my head went like this. It was like, okay, what, because that's your feelings, your emotions, yeah. right? So what thoughts have I got going on that's causing me to feel this anxiety about going up to speak? Because it wasn't, I wasn't forced to do it. I was invited. I chose to do it. Um, and, and then my thought process was, oh, you know, I'm tired. I feel haven't prepared I probably forget what I'm going to say they're going to look at me and think I look like crap because my hair's all frizzy and whatever you know and I look tired um and I was like okay so right now I'm focusing on me and as a speaker trainer as well and I'm always telling my um mentees focus on your audience right it's not about you yeah and so by having this conversation internal conversation I was able to realize very quickly and shift it so I was like okay Right now, the reason I'm feeling this is because I'm focusing on me. I'm, why am I here? I'm here to serve this audience. I've been invited to by um, a friend of mine to speak at this event. Um, I want to serve them. I want to inspire them. I want to educate them. It's about doing my best for them. They won't know if I forget something. They don't care what I'm wearing in my head. True. True. It's about the message. And by shifting my focus or having the self-awareness to, to realize what I was doing to create the emotion to then shift my focus to have a better outcome that's an example of what i mean and that's why uh, it's a perfect it's definitely a perfect example and uh, 
is uh, an example that uh, people that have been listening, a lot of speakers listening to the show, they, I'm sure that we, we all uh, have been through that kind of <laughs> day. Um, I, I remember once uh, where actually I was on stage and my, I think uh, um, before, just before going on stage, I bend it over and I got a rip and a, on my bum crack um, <laughs> on, on, on the trousers. That wasn't, there was a lot of self-coaching and inner toll to get on the stage <laughs> and keep delivering. <laughs> not but, turn around <laughs> uh, uh, well no i made it part of the presentation hey you take either you, you either you're a victim or not so um, i agree with you it's a very it's a very strong language but i think uh, this is a great example on how you self-coached out yourself out of that particular moment because our mind will always play games with us will always give us an interpretation an interpretation of the word um, now, I have another question built on this because there are, I mean, I found myself, there are situations where it's easier to take full responsibility, mm -hmm. right? The situation where I'm like, yeah, I know, effed up, it's my fault, made a mistake. Or yeah. I could see, even if I don't see the mistake that I've made, I can see some of the things that I've done that led to that moment. Mm -hmm. But there are other moments where it feels like it's just on someone else. I'm like, literally, I, I was actually nice. I did good. I did my due diligence. I, I did everything I could. And then that happened. Mm -hmm. So how do you deal with the different now degrees of this situation from one when it's easier to mm -hmm. take that personal responsibility to another one where, you know, it's like, if, even if I look, I cannot see anything I've done wrong. Yeah. I guess for me, and because I haven't got context from you, but if I if I interpret that the way I think you mean, um, that's about understanding human behavior. And this comes a lot from my NLP training, which is about we're all doing the best we can with the resources we have available to us. And sometimes that's really hard to digest. You know, you look at behaviors mm. of some people in the world, now yeah. the bigger picture, and you think, how, how can you explain that? But then when you dig into it, you find, you know, we're talking like if, criminals uh, at all different levels. A lot of that is driven by their past experiences, their behaviors, what they know to be normal, right? True. Um, and the example I always remember us being taught is um, the kid cycling past your house and chucking a brick through your window. Now, the first response to that is going to be, you're going to get really angry. You're going to probably chase the kid down the street and whatever, and think he deserves to be punished. But if you take the kid and say, right, he was doing the best he knew how with the resources he had available, what was going on for the kid, right? Is it that he is, his parents don't want to know he's getting abused or bullied. Um, you know, it could have been yeah, a bunch of yeah, kids at the top yeah. of the road who threatening the, to beat the crap out of him. If he doesn't do the dare to chuck the brick. So that happens to true. What's he going to do, right? Mm -hmm. um, or, you know, his parents are abusing him or something. He's like, he wants attention. So he's doing that to get attention because he knows by getting caught, he'll probably be safer, right? Yeah. And so to answer your question, it's about bringing that awareness of what's going on for the other person. Mm -hmm. It's not always you in that situation. Then it's like they're projecting what's going on for them onto you. Mm, mm. yeah 
Yeah. No, I mean, that's that's uh, very that's very powerful. That's very powerful. Is uh, mm-hmm. like what I'm hearing you saying is like, okay, you're going to have your emotion when uh, someone does something to you, but at the same time, like, do your best, like, calm yourself down and see things from another perspective to mm-hmm. what could have caused that reaction or that action in that particular person. Mm-hmm. Am, I, am I correct? Yeah, yeah, and a lot of time, particularly in the work environment, it's insecurities. So people project their insecurities onto you. And I'm not talking about the simple things like, oh, I don't think you should do that because you're not good enough or you're not ready. Those are the nice softy, softy ones. But, you know, I've had experiences where, you know, it's been quite difficult. It was actually um, a few years back when I I published my book and a colleague at work who we got on really well. And to the extent he'd asked me to coach him and I didn't because I didn't want to. Um, and he'd, I, back then I used to train a lot and he talked to me about what I did at the gym and that he started to, I didn't even realize, replicate, bought all this equipment at home, doing all this training. Wow. I was like, shit, right. Anyway, so oh, we got on, we had banter and stuff at work, came in and he got, I hadn't seen him for a few weeks. And he said, oh, I hear your book's come out. And I said, yeah, yeah. And he goes, well, um, I, I'll shorten this down. But basically he said, um, well, just so you know, I'm not going to buy it. Um, because, you know, it's about success and achieving success. And, you know, if I was to read a book about success, I'd want to, to, to get it from someone who's achieved success. Oh, and I did not nah. flinch. I didn't flip. I literally stood there. I was so proud of myself. I was so composed. And I looked at him and I said, okay, well, we've all got our own definition of success and that's fine. I said, so what's yours? So he spouted the, oh, you know, family and kids and da, 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 da. I was like, okay, I said, that's similar to mine. So, and I just said to him, I said, so um, know me as you do over six years. You don't believe that I've achieved success in anything I've done. And he's like, no, no, not at all. And I said, okay, well, I said, that's cool. I said, that, that's your opinion. Wow. And there was, there was 5% of me, honestly, hand on heart, 5% that felt, wasn't even upset, it was disappointed. Yeah. Right? Because... I knew he was projecting his insecurities, hmm. what he hasn't hasn't done with his life, onto me. We didn't talk for a year, but you know what I really learned was powerful in that wow. because I didn't react to him. Yeah, he didn't know where he stood with me for about a year. Are we cool? We're not cool. Are we hmm. friends? We're not friends. Huh. And I, I'm the kind of person so we hot desk at work. So sometimes he'd come and he'd be sat near me and I'd always say, hi, how are you doing? And I'd make a bit of chit chat, but he was always, you could see he was really uncomfortable because he knew what he'd done and he didn't know what to do with it. But for me, it was, that was, I could have been anyone that he was projecting his. In that moment, it was you. In that moment, it was you. It was the book that represented something for him. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I'm I'm aware by the time now we got to wrap up. So it has been an incredible interview and uh, a lot of, called uh, from uh, you know how to deal with our mindset how to deal with others when it, somehow they can hurt us in a certain uh, in a way uh, how to brand yourself on like being true to yourself and having that confidence to 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 play to your strength and having the tools to understand who you are so if someone wants to reach out to you work with you or explore what uh, what you do what, what are the best ways to reach out to you Best way to reach out is um, LinkedIn. So you can find me on LinkedIn, just direct message me or on Facebook. I think this is going on Facebook as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Message me and we can have a chat. 
All right, that's that's brilliant. So the website is also in the show notes. Um, or if you're watching right now live in our group, then uh, you can uh, definitely connect immediately. I've tagged Lila here on uh, the post um, in, in the live stream. So make sure to reach out to her. I'll put also the uh, LinkedIn, but you can find it very easy at Lila Singh. And uh, then make sure to reach out to her and uh, let this not be the, the end of uh, um, of the, the, the learning into personal branding, but let this be the beginning. So make sure you um, invest time and energy into really understanding who you are and how you can show up in the world in the best way. Lila, thank you very much for being on the show. Really appreciate it. My pleasure, Simone. Thank you for having me. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for watching live. If you're live, thank you for listening. If you're listening to the show, thank you for, if you're watching on YouTube, thank you, YouTube people. Really appreciate it. Uh, make sure you subscribe in your favorite social media platform uh, on by the show, on the show, and as well subscribe on the podcast. Leave us a review. It really helps. It really helps the show. Uh, the reviews are the lifeblood of uh, of us as a show so make sure you let us know uh, what you enjoyed what you enjoyed mo the most about this episode now it's time for me to wrap up i'll see you next time and remember that together we grow exponentially Ciao. thank you for listening to explode your expert business show if you enjoyed the interview please subscribe to the show and leave us a review every week we will select a winner from the reviews that we get so it might be you make sure you give us a review it means the world to us and that's how we you can help us grow the show also remember to download the expert business checklist to get the roadmap on how to become an authority in your field the link is in the show notes or you can visit gtex.events forward slash expert iphone checklist so it's gtex.events forward slash expert iphone checklist and as well finally if you want to receive daily support in your coaching and speaking business or explore how we can work together, join our private Facebook group, Explode Your Expert Biz. Again, you can find it on Facebook at Explode Your Expert Biz or the link is in the show notes. Thank you very much for listening and until next time, remember that together we grow exponentially. <laughs>